Hello and welcome back to Practicing Human, the podcast where every day we're getting a little better at life. I'm your host, Corey Mascara, and in today's episode, we're going to talk about how things reorganize when you or someone else stands in their truth. More to come on that in a moment. First, let's settle in together with the sound of the bells. Okay, so there's that quote by Pema Chodron that I believe I've shared on this podcast before, that Pema Chodron's a meditation teacher, and she says, fear is a natural reaction to moving closer to truth. And, you know, that can look a lot of different ways in our own experience. But often if we are getting closer to um, an important decision we need to make, or a reality we need to face, or something in us that is painful to look at, there's going to be an experience of fear that arises before we actually touch and make intimate contact with the experience of of what is true, what is here. And so as you can imagine, and as you've surely experienced as a human being, we tend to want to negotiate away that process Naming what is true, what is most alive, what is most real, often has consequences. The consequences can be that we might have to feel some discomfort, we might have to see something in ourselves that we'd prefer not to see, or our external world might need uh, to change in some way. In the example of acknowledging that, wow, I'm not fulfilled in this relationship, or wow, I've uh, I spent 10 years investing my time in this particular life path and I'm actually not fulfilled in it. Can you see how actually naming those things and being honest with yourself could be really difficult? It's almost easier and often feels much easier to just pretend like that's not the case and to talk ourselves into, well, it's good for this reason and it's okay for this reason or to numb it, suppress it. Uh, disconnect from ourselves entirely because to actually have to feel the reality of that would be too much. And and so this is just why so many of us try uh, tend to avoid that, often subconsciously. However, there's also a reason why one might encourage a person or themselves to move closer to that truth because that is also where we find a certain kind of freedom and alignment with ourselves. And where we we can actually start to take control in our lives or stand up for something or follow uh, a a deep karmic path or dharmic path, a sense of what my work is in in this world with a capital W. Um, You know, if we're just negotiating away these little pulses of truth as they arise, a sense of what we actually need right now or, or what feels right at this stage in our life, and we just ignore, 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 we are missing out on some, some real wisdom. And you can, you can hold a metaphysical orientation toward it if you'd like, like, you know, that there's some divine path for you. Um, since that would be more controversial, let's just look at it very practically, right? If there is something that is arising in you that's true, 
and you choose to ignore it, you're going to have to disconnect from yourself in some way. Or there's going to be some form of tension uh, that you're always going to be experienced trying to not listen to that, to not feel that. And so while it can be hard to have an honest conversation with that part of you and with that reality, often on the other side of it is the capacity to breathe again. Uh, to be open, to be free, to feel like, oh, yeah, I am in myself. I am embodied. And let's just acknowledge that um, there are like often very good reasons why uh, a person would avoid doing that, depending on their context, their community, who they are in the world and the world around them, right? There can be big consequences, uh, negative consequences um, on a bigger level than I've shared here for expressing your truth i mean i think like just back to rosa parks saying i'm not going to sit on the back of the bus um the consequences that came from that um and they could have been uh, even far worse and, and how many people throughout history have stood in a certain truth to be met with let's, let's say on the extreme level death so it's not like there's a correlation with standing in your truth and then just living a um, uh, a rich life. I don't want to say I didn't want to say there's not a correlation between standing in your truth and living a happy life because it, it depends. Uh, I actually believe that correlation is there. It just depends on how you define happy. If you define it as like lots of positive emotion, then probably not. Um, but if you define it as like a deep fulfillment, a deep respect for yourself, and a deep contentment then yes, you know, being uncompromising in your commitment to, to truth uh, will lead to that. In fact, one could argue it's the only way to get to that. And so I want to talk about just what can start to happen once we do that, because we are, we are individuals within systems. Our systems could be our, our family system and our community system and a global system. But this will resonate most close to home, I think, in your relationships to others, is that when we actually start uh, aligning with our truth and like what, what actually feels alive for us right now and speaking from that place and naming that, it can feel quite disruptive to those around us. Uh, and that's because we tend to function with one another in partial truths, in compromises, in uh, not sharing something that feels alive because, well, that feels scary and I don't know how this person will respond and they might not like me if I say this or I act this way. And so we, we sort of just tiptoe to get other needs met, such as uh, companionship or feeling a sense of safety or feeling liked. All of these things, right? They're, they're still needs and we, we want to experience them. And so our way to get them is to sometimes shut down from what actually feels true on a deeper level. And so when you actually start like speaking from that place or holding a boundary uh, or aligning with yourself on a deeper level, it can, it can be disorienting to those around you um, and can require some reorganization. Uh, for them and for you. And so one of the things that made me think of this is just someone uh, I was having a conversation with recently who's going through a relationship breakup. And the um, his, uh, his ex-partner, she's going through a lot right now. And, and she said she needs time to go through her own healing and growth. And she just doesn't have anything to give to a relationship. And 
this is a new thing for her. She was much more in, you could say, like a, a, a codependency and often trying to please and take care of and now just realizing all these things that she's, uh, all these patterns that she's had that are really coming to light in the context of a lot of difficulty. Uh, and, and she's realizing, wow, I need to do some inner work. So she's putting up a, a boundary. And this person in response to that, like, is originally going, okay, yeah, I understand that. Um, but now this is a different relationship for him in relationship to her. He's used to having a certain companionship. Uh, he's used to when he texts her that she responds immediately. And now he's trying to reach out uh, periodically, but is not getting a response or getting very short responses. Um, and it's bringing stuff up for him, stuff that he has to face. And his tendency can be to try to make her wrong, uh, but all of it's you know, mostly, or it could be perceived as a uh, projection. And it's just one example of how when someone shifts something and starts aligning with themselves or their own needs or their own boundaries, and we have some sort of relationship with them, they're now asked, and this is the beauty of like a person standing in their truth, it's like everyone else around them has to, to meet their own truth in some way. And so this person now has to go, whoa, what is, what is this bringing up in me? Rather than me making that person wrong, why do I feel uh, like I deserve a certain response? Or why do I feel a certain kind of uh, loneliness or despair? or a need to try to take care of this person while they're going through their stuff, right? Some of it can be healthy, but a lot of it could be just our own patterns that are now working out, that when we're no longer playing the usual dynamic that we're used to with this person, uh, we have to, to meet what's beneath the surface. And so maybe you've experienced this in your own life. As you're going through your own change, someone else is now uh, asked to be with something in themselves when their dysfunction might not be able to play out through you anymore. Or maybe you've experienced that in relationship to someone else. I made this uh, post the other day on Instagram where I, where I said uh, sometimes that your, your interpretation of someone as being angry or insensitive may just be your first experience of them putting up a healthy boundary. And so, you know, notice what that brings up for you or if you've experienced something like that. So I just wanted to make this episode because I think it's really important, especially in the context of what we're doing here at Practicing Human, where we're getting closer to uh, to that pulse of truth that's moving through us, learning how to listen to it, learning how to align with it, learning how to be more discerning and, and even more intuitive, uh, and that, that that has consequences in the world. But if we're interested in, in really living a free, embodied, awake and alive life this is this is what's required and it can be a slow process right you, you don't have to beat yourself up because you don't feel ready like sometimes this can take years and you just have to exhaust those patterns of avoiding truth and the part of you that says i'm not ready yet that's fine right just keep doing what you're doing um like you have a right to that and, and it might be your path to play that out for a while until a part of you goes, you know what, I, I just can't do it anymore. I, I, the, the pain of pushing down this truth or denying a part of me is greater than the perceived pain of actually walking into the fire. 
And the beautiful thing is that, yeah, even while it can be a, a bit disruptive and destructive uh, in the short term, um, things things reorganize and it leads to a deeper freedom in you um, and often also for those around you if they're willing to do their own work around it. And sometimes they're not. But that is their journey. That is not your responsibility. And any sense of being responsible for another person's path is a form of codependency on like the most subtle level. It doesn't mean you can't care for people. And if you're a parent, it doesn't mean that you're, you're not caring for your child. But if there's a responsibility for the experience that a person is having or what they're experiencing in relationship to the world around them, uh, and, and like you on some level feel responsible for that, uh, that, again, if we're getting very granular, is like the basis for codependency. So, um, yeah, <laughs> big stuff here. Take a breath. You can re-listen to this episode if you need to. Uh, maybe take some time to be still and reflect on anything that this brings up for you. But hope it gives you something to continue to think about on your journey. And if you do need some time to really settle into yourself and reconnect to, okay, actually, what is true? What am I avoiding? Then uh, I've said it before, but a, a retreat is a really powerful way to go about that because you take time to be still, to feel, to drop beneath the story of your life and all the ways you're negotiating away from what feels true on a deep level and just go, Ooh, yeah, that's what's here. That's what I've been missing. That's what I've been negotiating away. And just because you see it doesn't need that mean that you need to totally reorganize your life, but at least you can be in touch with it and know how to respond more skillfully. Uh, and uh, so I'd love to have you at an upcoming retreat. If you're listening to this in time, next one is April 16th through 18th. Um, but we have them regularly uh, with different themes. So you can learn all about that at coreymiscara.com forward slash retreat. And if you need financial assistance, reach out at Corey at limindfulness.com to inquire about some of our partial scholarships available for those in need. Okay, thanks so much for your practice. Appreciate you and, and the work you're doing. I'll talk to you soon, and until next time, take care.